this is what I have instead of coffee. Welcome to Box Press Radio. I'm Dan. I'm Zach. And we're going to talk about mostly video game stuff, I think. Um, kind of an assortment. Um, I can I can talk about Outriders too. We were just discussing like what games we were going to talk about and stuff. And I, I did play a little bit more of Outriders. Um, and I watched so some I, people play some Endgame stuff too. I, I definitely have a question for you about that because I know you've been playing it since it came out. Um, I mean, I usually think that people's opinions on Twitch are fucking stupid anyway, but I had somebody was talking to me about Outriders the other day and I was like, they're like, what do you think about that game? I was like, that's a fucking horrible game. I hate it. I don't want anything to do with it. They're like, oh, I have fun with it. I'm like, yeah, some of the gameplay is okay and everything. I just thought like the story and like the sound and the fucking voice acting and like all of it was just really terrible. And he was like, oh, really? I think it's, like, some of the best story and voice acting of any game that I've played in, like, years. And I'm like, wow. Well, that person clearly hasn't played any video games in years. Right. Thank you. Okay. So it's not any better with the full release. Like, it's still really no, bad. Oh, God, no. The story is dog shit. And the voice acting is, like, really, really offensively bad. Like, yeah. It's actively, like, trying to harm your ears. It's so bad. <laughs> like... It's honestly a joke. It's so bad. And the story is like the most like benign, forgettable bullshit, like Kmart Gears of War. I mean, isn't like the whole story like we're going to go like Earth is fucked. So we're going to go fuck another planet. And then it was immediately fucked because we're all fuckheads. And that was like the story, right? Yeah. And they they say fuck about that often. Like it's literally just like they're trying to be edgy and like make their game super serious. And you're just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to like, you know, teleport slam into the ground and three people explode into a blood splash. And like, I'm going to be like, fuck. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Like this is the game that would have had the most booth babes at an E3, like 15 years ago. (laughs) I feel like this is the kind of game that like never learned from earlier video games. Like I remember the guy that made uh, doom saying that like, there was no point in really having story in a video game. And like, I guess it depends on what kind of game, right? Because you need a story. I mean, you can have RPG. a game. That's nothing but story to be fair. Right. Sure. Absolutely. But like, I think this is one of those games where it's like, yeah, there's absolutely no point to having a story. Yeah. You, you could have summed up the entire intro and tutorial in like all of two minutes. And I, uh, I will and, say, and let me skip it. Because really all I want to do is just like okay, murder so anyway. You can skip the majority of the story. Um because like I, I paid attention to the story through what they would let us play in the demo. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, that was horrific. I'm not listening to that again. But you can absolutely just skip through all the dialogue and all the cutscenes and everything, aside from like one or two, I think. Um and after you finish the game with, or finish the intro with one character, you can skip the whole intro sequence, which is terrible. I um, guess I just don't even want to bother loading it. Like, I, I realize it's just not the way video games really work like, anymore. But like, okay, there's something so, there was something very nice about still going back and playing original Doom. And when you hit new game, you're just you're there. Like, you yeah. immediately start the first level and you're shooting things, and that's it. There's no background. I don't have to skip anything. I don't have to go through like a little cutscene or no, I'm just going to go shoot things. Cause that's why I'm playing this fucking game. Yeah. I mean like 
I don't think it's a bad game either. Like I, I I'm gonna kind of shit on it a little bit because it's not for me. Um, but I don't think it's a bad game necessarily. I think it's it, it kind of tried to like take ideas from like Gears of War and the Division and put them together, and it just kind of feels clunky overall when you're playing it to me. Um, but I also wasn't like a big Gears of War fan. Like I really hate the cover system. Yeah, I'm not. A, and, I don't like Gears of War either. And well, to be like fair, I didn't really, really like the division that much either. So yeah, like I kind of bounced off both of those games, but like. I liked the story of the division and I, I enjoyed playing through like the main single player story in the division one. And I've tried like three times to play through the division two and I literally can't make it an hour in. And I'm just like, this is fucking boring. Um, and that's what happened to me with outriders too. Cause I, I got it free on Xbox game pass, like not free, I guess, but it was part of the thing I pay for. Um, so I loaded it up, skipped through the intro, um, with the class that I knew I liked the most. And like, I didn't, I didn't really have any trouble. Like everything was pretty, it wasn't necessarily like too easy. Like I felt like the difficulty actually was a pretty good level. Like the enemies are, you know, pretty okay to fight. Um, you don't feel like you're just like murdering everything without any trouble at all but you also don't feel like not powerful at all because some of them you do kind of just destroy. So they did mm-hmm. a pretty good job of making it feel good to like fight the enemies, but it's really got this like split personality disorder going on where you're like, I'm a cover shooter and I got to hide or they're just going to drain my health. And then it's also, Hey, why don't you teleport slam into the middle of the enemy lines and, you know, kill to heal. And it, it has this really awkward kind of thing where like all of the special abilities, the enemies use are like stuff to get you out of cover. But then like all of your abilities kind of like also pull you out of cover. So it's basically like this thing of like guerrilla warfare style combat where you're like, you know, trying to unleash a bunch of damage and then go hide for a few seconds Um, it's just kind of an awkward gameplay loop in my opinion. And I know that like later on your guns get better and your, you know, your abilities and your skill tree and everything. And you're worried less about like hiding. Um, but like it just, they had, they had this whole like ad campaign of like covers for pussies, but then their whole game is based around like, like it forces you to use the cover mechanics like learning the game they're like it's the first thing they teach you is how to use cover um and it's just like the game has a really bad split personality disorder and like the loot is pretty good in the game but ultimately like everything about it felt like that b tier game that just like didn't quite hit the mark and like everybody talks about how good it looks but to me, it looks like really mediocre, like, it, it looks like they ticked the boxes of, like, we're using the Unreal Engine or whatever engine they're using, and we're going to turn on the lighting, and we're going to do, you know, the stuff that they say that we need to have for, like, this, st- this style of look. And we just kind of got, like, a brighter Gears of War, essentially. 
Um, I think it's really all the stuff that we covered the first time that we covered this game. Yeah, it's it's just kind of... The game just feels really samey. Like it, it doesn't feel like the gameplay changes much, even though the enemies change and the locale changes, like four different areas you fight in. Um, but like I get it. Like people that were like big into Gears of War, they're probably gonna love this. And I feel like people that like the division might like it because it kind of is that game too. Um, but like for me, you know how some games you get to like you do a mission and you're like, Oh cool. This is the the end. I can teleport back to the base and quit playing this game. Or like you don't even intend to quit playing the game, but you're like, I guess I finished that mission. I'm just going to not play this anymore. Like the first opportunity I get after like one mission, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to leave. Like I'd rather be playing monster hunter rise or like path of exile or like any game that I normally play. I'd rather go play. Um, or something you wanted to talk about. Um, I would rather go play Streets of Rage. Yeah, so I was. It was really weird because I, I like, I was vaguely aware that they were making a Streets of Rage four, and I forgot that it even came out because there was like no marketing for that game whatsoever. Um, and then I went to go hang out with a buddy who, like, what we did was growing up, we used to just spend hours and hours playing Streets of Rage, all of them. Uh, so when I went to go hang out with him, he was like, hey, I got Streets of Rage 4. I was like, fuck yeah, we need to play that. So we just sat down and played through the whole thing. Nice. And the fact that it's got, like, unlockable characters and unlockable versions of characters and a bunch of different game modes, the music and graphics are new, but they're the same in the same time. Like, it was a really yeah. great update. And they actually just, I haven't played it yet, but I think they're just about to come out with a new DLC for it as well. I'm really so, like, excited for the new uh, Ninja Turtles game that's kind of like the same side-scrolly thing, the Turtles yeah. in Time game. Because yeah, it's like, like you're talking about, like they're, it seems like they've kind of figured it out. They're like making the same game, but like updated a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like that trend. Like Streets of Rage is super fun. Um, and like it's not super, super difficult like normally. Um, so I was it's like, difficult enough that you definitely feel accomplished when you beat a boss. Yeah, like, but like I, not, I was able to, not, I was able to uh, carry my six-year-old in the game enough to beat the game without like getting super frustrated. But it, but it's also not like uh, Dark Souls where you're just gonna like throw your controller and scream. So, no, no it's um, it's a pretty enjoyable game. Like I like the enemy diversity. Um, I like all the items you pick up and use. They're all kind of different. Um, like the breakable objects and stuff is pretty cool. Um, one thing that I'm not sure that I really loved about it was I felt like you're kind of forced to spam your special ability a lot, which is cool, but I feel like they could have just like incorporated that into the combo system or something and made it a little more active than push a button a couple times. I mean, but that's how it was in the original Streets of Rage and I didn't end up using it that much. Oh, see, I, I use it literally nonstop. Well, they give you a good reason to not do that. Because it uses up your reason? health. It uses your health when you do it. Oh, I had no problem with that. Like, I, I was... Like, I would frequently to, finish a level without dying. You need to play on a harder difficulty. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I was playing on normal with my kid. Right. But like, you know, I found it was, like, quicker to just, like... 
group up a bunch of enemies and then just, you know, spam the special abilities and kill them. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it worked out pretty good. But, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure you can make it way more difficult. Um, but, like, when you start getting, like, the bikers that charge you, like, yeah. those are, like, it's a little bit awkward to to avoid some of the charge stuff just because of the way the the 3d plane is kind of awkward you know from like your camera angle and then the way it's laid out like the way your character moves against like their charge angle is it's kind of awkward like to predict where you need to actually be to it's actually it's actually really simple because i figured it out after fighting like a bunch of them Uh, you just walk up and down a little bit yeah, that's, I mean, I get really that, but, like, yeah. a lot of the time I feel like I end up in a position where, like, I can't avoid them, or it's, like, I need to use a special ability in order to have mobility to get somewhere, um, and it's just, like, I'm just gonna fucking murder everything on the screen and then pick up a turkey and be at full health again, and it's fine. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, like, I'm glad there's multiple ways to play it, though. Like, that's cool for sure. Um, the music was really cool, too, actually. Oh, the music is fantastic. absolutely love it. Um, um, but yeah, and you like, can even and... pick a little box to make it uh, like the old school music, too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, me yeah. and Titus played, like, we'd play, like, two or three levels a night, and I think we beat it in, like, two or three days or something like that. Like, it's a pretty short game. Um, you know, obviously, there's, like, other stuff you can do, but, I mean, just to, like, sit down and play through the game on normal. It's not, not like a super lengthy or tough game. It's, it's literally streets of rage. It's just like it used to be like, you can yeah. sit down and spend an hour and a half, two hours and just like play through it. Um, maybe a little bit longer. I'm, I may be sure a little bit, but you could, but you could sit down and play it in a session if you really wanted to. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Um, Which so I I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. It, it's, it just gives you that old arcadey feel. Um, and I feel like there's not enough games to do that anymore. So, big fan of that. Every game has to be like this enormous time sink. Yeah. How many people can we get playing at the same time? How many hours can we get people to just spend on this? And, like, honestly, especially if it's on sale, like, I don't mind dropping 20 bucks to just have an old old school arcade beat-em-up that I can play with a friend and feel like I actually accomplished something. You know? Yeah. I mean, like... I I feel like people, I was just having this conversation with somebody else today. Um, People are getting to the point where they're like, a game isn't worth it. If you can sit down and beat it in like a single play session, like under eight hours. And it's like, I, I really, I'm starting to really, really appreciate like these shorter games, like a game that's, a game like Streets of Rage, like let's let's say you spend sixty dollars on Streets of Rage, but you know you really like that kind of game, you're probably gonna play it like five or six times at least, right? So you're getting your time's worth, your money's worth out of that. Um, Not really. I mean, I still wouldn't pay sixty dollars for it. I mean, um, I'm saying if like if you know if you win it, I'm using that as an example game. Like, I don't think I would spend sixty bucks on it either. Yeah, but I mean, and I know that I'll love it. Like, I know that I love Streets of Rage. I know that I'm going to play it a bunch yeah. of times. And I like, I want to for it. But if you want to give me a cheaper game that has, like, it's it's just like Sega games used to be because Sega games could never be that long. 
So it really came down to what's the replayability factor, which I think is something that games just don't really care about anymore. Right. Now it's make a character and dump a thousand hours into it. As to where, like, I don't mind paying 20 bucks for a game that even if it's the same game, I know that I'm going to want to play through it a bunch of times because or even if I, I just really enjoy it once. I just enjoy it, yeah. Like, I, I always buy the Trine games when they come out, and I always sit down and beat those fucking things in a single sitting of, like, three to four hours. Um, And, like, they're totally worth it to me. I think I usually spend, like, 20 bucks on them, and I play it for, like, four or five hours, and then I'm kind of just done with that game forever. That's but fair. Like, I mean, I, I, I totally the... enjoy it. Like, it's totally worth it to me. I mean, I bought the Pedestrian, and I played that on stream. I have no interest in ever playing that game again. Right. Um. But it was a lot of fun to sit and play through the whole thing the one time that I did it. Like, it was a great game. If you like puzzle games and you want to do something that, uh, that it, it's a kind of game that there's just no other game like it that exists on the market. Like, I've never seen another game like The Pedestrian. So, like, if you like a puzzle game, I still highly recommend it, even though I never really want to play it again. You know what I mean? Yeah, like... You can totally like I buy books all the time and read them once and never read them again. Why? Sh- oh, why sure. can't a video game do that too? Hundred percent. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, oh. But yeah, like it's just people have this really, really bad, um, this bad habit now of like equating a game's value, like monetary value, to how long is the video game? And I just, I, I don't like that comparison that's kind of like comparing like the price of a meal versus how long it takes you to eat it (laughs) like i guess you're always eating at buffets then because that's like the equivalent of like the live service games like destiny right well I, i guess it depends once again it depends on the kind of game right because it's like like if i'm playing an open world game if i can beat the whole game in 30 minutes why the fuck did i just pay 60 dollars for that there's not nearly enough content and I guess if we're going to use the restaurant analogy, if I'm paying $50 for a meal and all you're giving me is like a small square piece of steak that I'm going to eat in one bite, I'm going to be kind of pissed off. Well, no, I, I'm just saying like, you know, I love Thanksgiving dinner and it's a, it takes a long time and a lot of preparation to make a big full Thanksgiving dinner. But like, I really love that meal, but usually it it's like a running joke in our house where we always laugh about the fact that we spent like six hours preparing all these different dishes for the meal. And then we sit down and we're done eating in less than 15 minutes, you know? So it's like, we spent all this time and effort and then, you know, like, but yeah, it was totally worth it. Like that was awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, that like, seems more like an analogy for video game development. Yeah. For me. Cause like you spend all that time making yeah, it still sure takes time to make it. I'm still just going to play it for like a couple of hours, but like, but I'm, I'm really glad the they spent all the, I'm so glad they spent the hours making that game. Cause damn, it's fun. Yeah. And like, sometimes those games cost 30 bucks and sometimes those games cost 60 bucks and it's not necessarily because they're trying to get rich, but sometimes it's because like, Hey man, we had to pay people for three years to make this. We're sorry that, you know, you're able to beat it so quickly, but like, hey, you should go back and check out all the extra little details and stuff. Like, there's a lot of replayability in games. Like, as a kid, I didn't get very many video games. Um, Like, I always had, like, at least a console from the current gen, like, as a kid. But, like, my mom really didn't like buying games for me. 
So like I pretty much only got them during holidays or like if it was something that was like a really big deal to me and I really, really like just drove her nuts about like, I really want this. Um, but like I would typically only have like, you know, half a dozen games at the most. Um, cause they were fucking expensive. Like I remember final fantasy eight was like, I want to say it was like seven, seventy dollars $80, something like that. Um, Final Fantasy VIII should have gone for I think 60 was the price at the time Yeah, I I remember it was like $10 more than the other games at the time Like it was marked up And maybe that was just here But I remember like my mom was like Why is this so expensive? And I'm like because it has four discs And I'm going to play it for like 2,000 hours And she's like oh okay Well I'm not buying you a game for like A year then But I I ended up playing that game For like 2,000 hours So it worked out um, and you know, like Pokemon is another game. Like if you want to, if you want to beeline through the story, you can finish that like in a single sitting. Sure. Like, if I've you really all, want to. I've been all Pokemon red and blue in a single sitting. Yeah. I've, I've done that as well. But like, again, that's another game where it's like, yeah, you, you can do that, but you could also spend, you know, thousands and thousands of hours like we all did as kids. Well, I think um, we've talked about that before too, but that's like the big problem with a lot of video game reviewers. It's like, oh, I beat the whole game in like two hours. I'm like, well, yeah, you powered through it so you could review the game. You didn't do like any of the extra stuff that make the game fun. Right. Or like that fucking cyberpunk uh, review where she was like, I did one of the side missions and I didn't like the that I was helping the cops. So I didn't do any more side missions the rest of the game. <laughs> it's like, uh, what? Like. Right. You, you you don't help the cops in all of them, but I'm glad you're reviewing a game you didn't play. Um I don't know. People just have kind of a a lot of the time people tend to take a very negative perspective on games because they get this like money for time proposition stuck in their head. Yeah. Um and like I get it. Like if you spend sixty dollars on a game and you get like really burned, like you know, kind of the No Man's Sky thing when it launched or the cyberpunk thing when it launched. Um, You know, No Man's Sky really turned it around. And I refunded that game because when I bought it originally, it wouldn't run on my current system. So, like, I just, I couldn't play it. It wasn't like, oh, this is bad. It was like, oh, I can't actually play this game. And I refunded it. And then I ended up buying it again, like, a year ago. And it's fucking great. It's, like, one of my favorite games now. Um, there's there's one game if you like streets of rage and unfortunately you probably should never play this with your kid um but there's a game called mother russia bleeds yeah i've seen that oh my god that game is amazing it's it's absolutely fucking wonderful and i feel like that's one of the most underrated games of the past several years i'll have to check that out uh, and I'm so angry that nobody talks about it because it's such a fucking good game. And also, I really want more people to play because I want there to be a sequel. Yeah. Um, that's that's what's really disheartening when you find a really good game, but then nobody plays it and no one talks about it. And you're like, God damn it, they're not going to make more of these, are they? Yeah. And I, so that's kind of how I felt about uh, Global Agenda. That's something I wanted to mention. Yeah. Um, and they recently renewed the trademark for that um, because it was basically they lost the trademark rights to Global Agenda. Um, and they got the trade 
Mark writes back by saying, hey, we're actively working on a new global agenda game, so we need that trademark again. Um, and they granted it to them because apparently what? their proof showed that they were. Um, so I'm super fucking excited because we talk about global agenda all the goddamn time, and I'm so excited for another one of those. Yeah, or like, you know, a complete version, period. Yeah. Like, um, And I just hope they don't do the fucking dumb MMO route thing they went with towards the end. Um, yeah. That game was so much better as just like a PvP arena game. Um, which I is agree. weird. Yeah. Like, I don't usually like that kind of game, honestly. And like, I enjoyed the MMO stuff to an extent. Um, it just wasn't particularly built out. Well, there's always like exceptions to the rule, right? Like, I fucking hate battle royales, right? But I'd be a liar if I said I didn't enjoy Apex Legends. Yeah, and like, I I don't know. I I don't know that I necessarily. Th- that's a weird one for me. I don't necessarily like Apex Legends. But I just, I really like Titanfall. So I was like, yeah, this is like Titanfall. And I like that part of it. I like the guns and I like the movement and I like the look of it and the way that it feels. But I don't like the the actual gameplay mode. And I was like, oh, I can just go play Titanfall and, and actually enjoy it. Well, I think the problem with that too is like you're always a solo player. And yeah. I feel like you would actually like Apex if it was you, me, and like someone else that's not bad at video games playing together. Because and so that's not totally true though. Like I'm I've I'm not just a solo player. Like I played competitive Counter Strike with a team. Sure. Um I just don't particularly like playing games like I, I don't like battle royales. Like it has if it was a battle royale built around single player. I still would hate it because I hate that game mode. Like I don't like the loop of go go collect items and gear, and then occasionally fight. No, but um, I think it runs into the same problem um, that kind of Overwatch did with you a lot, where it's like I get really good at Overwatch, but then I keep getting stuck with these teammates that are just fucking garbage, and it's a game that makes me rely on my teammates. Right. So like Apex, if you're not playing with people that you know, it's not really that fun of a game. Um, well, but I found it gets incredibly fun when I'm actually playing with people who know what they're doing. Um, but since I don't know that many people that play Apex, it's like 50-50. Like, I never know, you know, until we get into our first fight, if the people I'm playing with are good or if they're just going to die immediately and then I have to start no, all I, the shit over again. I mean, you're right. I would enjoy it more than like with a group of people that I like, more so than I would enjoy it solo. I absolutely agree with you. But I'm saying I still don't enjoy that game because I don't like the way the game functions at a base level. Like, if it were, I would rather just play Titanfall 2 with a group of friends than play Apex. See, I think the reason I like it is because even though you've got that whole, you know, you need to get like loot and all that shit, like that whole gameplay loop, I hate that in Fortnite. I hate that in PUBG. I can't stand it. Because you spend so much fucking time doing it. Yeah. As to where, like, I don't really spend that much time doing it in Apex. Yeah, it's a little quicker, for sure. You make the mad dash at the beginning, and then you can quickly identify which loot you want and which loot you don't, and you keep running, and you keep moving all the time. I think it's one of the reasons I enjoy it more. Because, like, once you know what you're looking for, you don't really have to spend a lot of time doing that shit. Yeah. So, fantastic. Um... I, I, this is a, totally uh, a different topic here. Okay. 
but this bugged the crap out of me the other day. So we're playing Dead by Daylight, and I'm on my sister's uh, Twitch stream. And they have somebody on there that is like talking about World of Warcraft a lot, which, or no, it might have been it might have been uh, Buttstream actually, but like playing they, with you guys or just like in this in just Twitch just chat? in the chat while we were playing. Okay. Um, and they they wouldn't stop talking. They were talking about how they play World of Warcraft and all that, and like I, I'm like, but I don't think you're you're gonna really want to play World of Warcraft, you know? Like I don't really think that's up your alley. Um. And and like first of all, it's just a total grind fest, and I I don't really like grind fest. She doesn't really have the time for grind fest. Like if you want to play a grind fest, World of Warcraft is a great game. I'm not shitting on I'm not shitting on WoW at all. Um, I, I will say it's more fun the first time you experience it. Sure, absolutely, and I think most MMOs are that way. Yeah, um, you're gonna have your most fun when everything is new, but. That game is just grinding, and you like grinding, but I don't like grinding at all. It's not really well, something that I'm. And I'm to be fair, I like grinding, and I don't like the grind in World of Warcraft. Well, so they tried to tell me you don't really grind in World of Warcraft, and I was like, "What?" Well, that's just objectively the, wrong. <laughs> what the hell? Like, there's so many things you could do. You can do like raids and PvP and blah blah. And I'm like, "But it's all the same. You're just grinding out combat." And the combat is all the same. literally dailies and weeklies. Yeah, I mean, they have a bunch of different options about which way you can grind. Like, even their little Pokemon side game is really grindy. It's all grinding. And, like, it's fine to just be into that. And they told me they thought Dead by Daylight was too grindy. And I was like, there is no grind in this game. This is literally a grind-free game. They're like, well, you do the same thing over and over again. I'm like, okay, first of all, repetitive does not mean grind and second of all it's a game every game has a gameplay loop so in some regards every single game is repetitive like you constantly do the same thing in sonic the hedgehog that's not a grindy game right that's like i feel i just i just want to put this out there for anyone listening to this shit cuz i'm really tired of people equating repetitive and grind as being the same fucking thing it's not there are games that make you do certain things to just slowly grind out content and then there are other things that are just repetitive is dead by daylight repetitive in nature yeah you're coming in and you're playing a cat and mouse game how that game is going to go about is completely different based on who's playing and that's where the fun comes in but football i'm not is football's the same like they're doing the same thing every time the rules never change and they do you know they have a list of plays that they run and it's typically you know generally the same players for you know for a season or whatever um but they're not grinding either like they're they're just doing the thing they're, yeah, they're, they're, playing they're playing the game. The game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, technically, it, it, if you really boil it down, every shooter is just a game where you click the left mouse button a bunch. <laughs> like, Yeah. If you want to take it down to its most base components, yeah. Like, um, click the heads and win. I, I get it. But, but like, it, I guess my, my, like, the way that I was saying it was, uh, I was like, all you're doing in World of Warcraft is, like, you know, hitting W and then occasionally like one, two, three. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what the content is. And holding it's always... W for an extended period of time. 
yeah, like no matter what, like you can say there's a bunch of different things you can do in WoW, but it's the same buttons and they all do the same thing no matter what content you're doing. The game is still you just grinding out loot and small bits of money so you can get better loot continue. Yeah. But that's all that game is. Don't get me wrong. I think they have done great over the years of adding new and trying to make more interesting content. But content aside, you're still just grinding out the new content. Well, if you like grind, that's a great game to grind. And also, like Path of Exile, it, it I was kind of thinking about this. They've added so much stuff to that game. It's really not as grindy unless you want it to be. Like a lot of the like hardcore like speedrunner streamers that do the races and stuff, they grind. Like they'll play, you know, 16 hours a day doing the exact same thing, like running maps and just trying to get experience. They're grinding experience. But that's like that's like less than 1% of the people playing the game, right? Like Yeah, it, that's more of a grind option. The grind game. Yeah, like, the grind has kind of been taken out of that game for most players because, like, you can do, like, eight different things and there's an actual, like, story progression in multiple different things at the end of that game now. There's, like, the Shaper story, the Maven story, you can delve, you can map, like, there's a bunch of different things so if you wanted to play that game and be like, I'm going to do all of the content and then stop, you can play like a thousand hours in a, like in like a four week season or six, I think it's a six or eight week season now. Um, and if, if you get bored, you can be like, I'm going to play a totally different character and the gameplay style totally changes. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like it's really, it's really hard to define what's a grind and what's not. Like, let's take shooters, for instance. Um, like, you can grind like in Call of Border, Duty, for sure. Borderline, Borderlands is a very grind-heavy game. Yeah. that That's kind of the point of the game. You're just grinding out loot. Like, that's anything the, with loot. Like, that, it's a looter game, right? Sure. Like it's a looter shooter. You're, yeah. you're grinding. Um, but, like, Overwatch isn't a grinding game. Overwatch is very situational. It's more about, can you it's adapt to you know constantly changing situations on the fly like is there stuff that you can unlock like yeah technically you can grind out coins to get outfits but is that does it have any effect on the game whatsoever no do you need well, to do that literally at all no there's no reason to other than you know here's also a thing that you you can do for playing the game more which i guess is great like joe rogan has a really good quote where he talks about the UFC being um, extremely advanced puzzle solving with dire physical consequences. Sure. And yeah. I feel I, like Overwatch I, is the non-physical version. Yeah. It, it's extremely, <laughs> you know, complex problem solving, fast paced problem solving without the physical consequences. Yeah. Like it, it's also like a puzzle game if you really think about it. Yeah, and that's that's always the way I feel about it because like when I'm playing WoW, like once I pick my character and I know what what kind of playstyle I'm going for, like at the end of the day, it's kill X number of these things to get this thing, so you can go kill X number of these things over and over and over and over again. That's where like if I'm playing Overwatch, sure I can pick Junkrat because I'm good with them. 
do I need to go out to the left, to the center? Do I need to pull back? Am I am I targeting the shield or am I targeting the flank? Like the fact that there's an always changing situa- situation, I have no idea what I'm going to do because I'm going to have to actively adapt to whatever the situation is. And that's where all the fun of the game comes from. Right. As well, to where my... like fun of wow is just making the number a bigger number. Well, and like you can you can make the argument like World of Warcraft is is a story game. Like there's a lot of stories you can go and enjoy. But like sure. for those of us that like played the game as it was, you know, being produced actively, there's not like you can't go make another character and have an entirely different gameplay style because you know, it doesn't really change that much. You could argue like, oh, you can play a mage versus a melee character. And it's a little but all different. That's, all that's really changing, though, is, is when where you, your character stands. Well, when it's, you push the button. Not only that, but it's it's what your character does in a raid, if you or a dungeon, if you get to that point. Yeah, and when you, you pick that style of character, it's not like you have to really change with situations all that much. Mm-hmm. It, it, you're basically always doing like if you're playing a priest. Guess what you're going to do for the whole dungeon? Heal. You're not going to randomly switch over to being a damage dealer. Right. As to where, like, if I'm playing Junkrat in Overwatch. Am I going to be the guy that's taking on the shields? I'm going to be the front line, or am I going to be in the back line lobbing grenades? Am I going to go and flank? Yeah, am I going exactly. to just try to juggle people? Like, what's what am I doing? Um, and and depending on what character I change, the options of how I adapt change drastically. I'm not going to play uh, Junkrat the same way that I'm going to play Mercy, and just because I'm Mercy doesn't even mean I'm going to heal the whole time. I could damage boost, or I could fucking you know, pull out my pistol and get headshots like an absolute goddamn legend. So. Yeah, I, I think, I think people, they mistake the grind. Like it grind is like always optional in a game. Like, and you can say like, Oh, I'm going to go grind on overwatch. Meaning like, I'm just going to play this game a lot. I'm just going to play this to get, bo- cause you're, you're grinding boxes. Yeah, you can do that. Like I said, has no real impact on the game. Or you it's can like, you can I also grind. Like I'm gonna go grind out some Genji so that I get better with that character. You're grinding skill. Sure, um, but like when you look at something like World of Warcraft, if you're starting a new character, you're just gonna grind because you've already played that game. Like the story doesn't change. Yeah. So you're you're literally just grinding for levels. Well, if you play um, priest or major or paladin, guess what you're going to do? Uh, you're going to go over here and kill six boars and five wolves. Right. Like it and doesn't matter do who that you by pick. pushing buttons one through eight at some point. <laughs> and it doesn't matter which class you are. And like I like World of Warcraft. Don't get me wrong. But like, yeah, we're not shitting on World of Warcraft here. We do enjoy the game. But like, it's a it's a grindy game and that's fine. Like sometimes I'm in the mood for that. Like I want to turn my brain off and basically be a, a factory production worker. I mean, that's why um, you play MMOs, right? Like unless you're playing black desert online, that's pretty much the reason you're playing. Yeah, there's like active MMOs. If you want to play BDO or like Terra or something like that, where it's got an active action loop and combo system and such. Um, but even then it gets to the point where you're just like grinding dungeons and, using a certain combo, like it may as well be pushing this, the one button. Cause you can, you can yeah, make like true. button combos. Um, but at least you have the option to kind of like be active when you're playing. Um, yeah. Whereas world of Warcraft, there's one gameplay style 
and there is one one role that your class will fill you know even if you have the option of like a paladin to go to change from healing to uh tank or damage dealer you still have to pick one um, yeah at some point you have to <laughs> pick one you're not really changing your play style like that's what you're doing now yeah um and there's nothing wrong with that but to say that it's not a grindy game is just wrong just wrong <laughs> um yeah, I, I feel like all the tell that to all the people that spent hundreds of hours grinding out content so that they could like be the best on a server or perform the best in PvP and min-maxing and like that's like World of Warcraft really made min-maxing a popular concept. Right. Um that I mean it literally just comes from grinding. So I think by calling World of War- World of Warcraft not a grinding game is just kind of spitting on the face of all the people that legitimately spent a lot of time grinding things out in that game. Yeah, like I have some friends that played WoW Classic and raided when that game came out or re-released, I guess technically. Um and they were like they got to a point where they were like I'm just doing the same thing. I have to go I have to go grind herbs for six hours in the morning so that I have enough potions so that I can grind raids at night. And they're just literally trying to get one piece of loot to drop. And then when that's done, they have to keep doing it. So everybody else in that fucking 40 man raid can get their one thing to drop. Um, and they all got to the point by the end of, um, like the current wild classic expansion, the vanilla expansion, to where they're just like, yeah, I just don't want to do this anymore. It's the same thing every day. Yeah. And and that's a grind. And again, it's fun for a while. But eventually, almost everybody's like, I got to go do something else. <laughs> or at least now. Uh, there was a point in time where uh, I don't think people gave a shit. They were like, I'm happy doing the same thing every day. Yeah. But I guess when you've got an entire population of people that are working two or three jobs are working nonstop overtime doing the same thing every day. What's the difference? Well, and there's like the other benefit of a grindy game like that is you get pretty good at it. Like you get those raids on farm status and instead of like, you know, hardcore raiding, you're kind of just hanging out with your friends chatting at that point. Yeah. And that's fine. Like if you just need something for background noise or activity while you talk with your friends, you know, that's fine too. Like we did that with TFT a lot. Oh yeah. Like that's For a great sure. game to just like, you know, sit and shoot the shit while you click some buttons. Or sometimes you just like you're like I want to watch YouTube, but I want to do something while I'm watching YouTube. I, I it's hard to watch YouTube and play Overwatch at the same time, but it's yeah. not hard to watch YouTube and play World of Warcraft or TFT. Exactly. Like I watch you're not really doing that much. Yeah, like when WoW was I think it was around the time the Burning Crusade came out, I was working at a video store rip all video stores um (laughs) and i would get early access to the movies and they expected us to watch at least a few of them to be able to like give customers recommendations so i'd just rent like every movie that was coming out the next week and i'd sit there and binge watch all of the movies and play wow for like a year and i would i literally played probably like eight hours a night and watched like four movies and that was just kind of what I did for a year and played nothing but World of Warcraft. And then eventually I was like, yeah, I'm kind of done with both of these things. Um, and then I went to college. 
<laughs> Little did you know. Yeah. That's all anybody in our college was doing anyway. Yeah. And then I did that there. Um, but no, it, it, I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, a lot more options now than there used to be. Um, like as a kid, it was just like, I'd play like N64 games or even before that, like me and my friends, you know, we didn't have any new games. So we, like, I didn't know I was doing it at the time, but we were having speed run competitions with, uh, super mario world see who could beat it the fastest yeah um like we'd sit there and watch each other take turns beating the entire game in a single run um and i i wish i knew how long those times were now because i would love to see what they compare to like current speed runs because we we were like we were legit quick like we didn't know all the skips and stuff but if you did like a no skip run like i imagine we we probably were pretty up there because, like, we weren't failing a cert- a single level. You know, like, we got to the point where we were having no death runs in Super Mario World um, and, like, using the items to go through the levels in the correct order as fast as we could. Um, like, there's there's so many options now where it's, like, I can just go download a ton of free games. And, like, that was my thing as a kid is, like, I love to go to the video store and it's just like, oh, there's too many choices. It'd take me like a half hour to pick a game, even though I knew every game in the store. Um, yeah. And it's just like, instead of video stores now, we have like Game Pass. So like Titus every day will be like, I'm going to go get a new game. And I'm like, cool, dude, pick a free one. It's all you. Um, And it's nice because like, I don't, he doesn't have to get me to drive him somewhere to, to pick out a game and pay for it. Because um, I was definitely spending like, my grandma would rent me like six games, seven or eight games a month sometimes. And it's like five bucks for like, you know, two or three days for a video game rental. Um, so it, it's game pass is way cheaper and way more convenient. Um, if you have kids get game pass, but yeah, uh, that was just something that really bugged me the other day. And I was like, I have to talk about this because like, look, yeah, so the other game I wanted to mention was Cozy Grove. Um, the developers reached out and wanted me to check the game out and gave me a free key. So sponsored ad, I guess, whatever. Um, but like, it's a really, really fucking fun game. And it's a game that you're meant to play for 20 minutes a day. And the quests for all of the people on the island don't refresh for 24 hours. So they force you to only be able to play so much per day. Like, they don't expect you to grind on that game. It is the anti-grind game. I don't see, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, don't get me wrong, I really want to check out Koji Grove. I think the artistic style looks amazing. Yeah, it looks great. And the game generally looks fun. Um, but that's kind of the same thing that Animal Crossing has. And mm-hmm. once again, I fucking, I'm a big fucking fan of Animal Crossing. Um. But the thing I hate most about Animal Crossing is when I've done all the things for that day and it's like, okay, well, I guess there's nothing to do till tomorrow. And I'm like, fuck you. I want to keep playing this game. Right. You want like, <laughs> you want like Stardew Valley where you can just start the next day. Yeah. Well, to an extent, Stardew Valley is kind of a different gameplay loop 
where well, I just mean like you can sleep and start the next day and do the activities and do the activities. I think yeah. the, the difference is with Stardew Valley, um, the way that gameplay work or loop works where is where like in Animal Crossing, I can do all of the things. Like if I sit down for an hour or so, I can do all the things that I was going to do for that day. As to where in Stardew Valley, it would be like you have a limited amount of time and energy, and there's going to be more things for you to do than you can can do right um so you're gonna miss things no matter what yeah i, I get it i um, mean it, it's a different game but like just as far as like you can just be like okay well i'm gonna keep playing yeah um but like cozy grove like i don't necessarily love it either um but for this game like they literally built it to to work that way um and it it has some like interesting story like the storyline is pretty cool you're kind of like this boy scout so to speak but like for ghosts so like they drop you off on an island as your like you know final test to become a boy scout you know kind of like your first camping trip or whatever and your job is to like you know free the the spirits trapped on the island basically um and you're kind of discovering like what happened to all of them and like this previous one that showed up and didn't do a good job and stuff like there's interesting story um, the game looks gorgeous and it, it is nice to just be able to sit down for 20 minutes and go through a few things and be like, that was cool. And okay, I'm going to go play, you know, whatever other game monster hunter or something. Now there, um, there is one thing. Um, if the developers are listening to us at all, um, please redo your trailer. Um, yeah, it's not, that it's not great. It's not that there's any, it's not like the trailer is particularly bad. Like, I, I know from watching it, like, the music seems real nice, it seems real cute, it seems like a really chill game, and that's great, but I've watched the trailer a couple times now, and I have no idea what the fuck you do in this game. Yeah, they, they definitely don't show you what you do in the game, and I had no idea. Like, I watched the trailer, like, three times trying to figure out, like, am I missing something? Like, what am I actually doing in the game? What is the game, though? Um, so like... the gameplay loop is, you basically talk to a ghost... And they say, man, I really need, you know, three rocks and two sticks. And then I can make this thing. And I'll give you a reward if you can do that. And the reward is usually like a thing to like boost your camp. Like, you know, you feed your fire, basically. Like ghost bread or something. I forget exactly what. But like, it's basically how you level up your game. Um, you increase your score or whatever, um, by completing these, you know, fetch quests and there's fishing, um, and you can sell the fish and there's a shopkeeper that shows up, um, that's got like a deal with the boy scouts thing that you're a part of. And he shows up wherever there's a camper sort of deal. Um, so you can buy items. So if you like, if you just can't find an item, you can go like, fish and then go sell the fish for money so you can just buy the item and not be frustrated which is nice that sounds Um, great so like if you prefer fishing to you know digging up you know they give you a shovel and you can dig up stuff on the ground and you know items will pop out and stuff and then the trees all grow fruit like once every however many hours um like there it's a lot of like fetch quests sort of thing um but really the game is mostly there for the story 
and like just the kind of like coziness of it, so to speak. Um, I don't know. It, it's cool and it's cheap. I think it's like fifteen dollars full price, and I think it's on sale right now on Steam. It's on sale for just over like thirteen bucks right now. Yeah, like it, it's totally worth that, and it's it's totally one of those games you can just like you know, completely forget about for a few weeks or months and come back to it and be like, oh yeah, I'm just collecting stuff for these dudes. It's pretty cool. And this is chill. Um, and you don't really get burnt out. Like the nice thing about the 20 minutes is it does kind of leave you wanting more. Um, and I guess if you really wanted to, you could grind fishing in that game and just make a shit ton of money. Well, and, that, and that's exactly how Animal Crossing is. And I think that's one of the things, as much as I hate it, I think that's one of the things that really works for Animal Crossing. It's just like, okay, but I want to do more. It, it leaves I you wanting more. Yeah, that I, is the one I benefit. I want to play it tomorrow because I want to keep playing this game. Yeah, it's kind of like your raid reset in WoW where you're like waiting for the next one, you know? Yeah. Um, but like if you want to just like sit, get in there and chill and look at the graphics and fish or like run around, you can totally do that. Um, but it's all got really good writing, really interesting characters. Um, everybody has been likable so far. Um, your fire is a character like your campfire and they're pretty fun. Um, but yeah, I, I really think that's a great game. Um, and it's worth checking out, especially if you like animal crossing, cause it definitely will scratch that itch for you. And it's way less like knowledge intensive than animal crossing can be. Um, obviously it's way smaller, but if you're like interested in that style of game, but kind of like couldn't get into animal crossing like me, um, I think cozy Grove is kind of like a good introductory to that type of video game because it's way more simplistic. And I think I like the look of it better personally. Well, and I think it's, it's one of those things where like, I can't believe animal crossing has been around for so long and has done so well. And there's just not that many games like it. So yeah. I'm I'm happy to see more games entering the market that are kind of getting that Animal Crossing feel to it. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm glad we're seeing more, you know, of that sort of thing. Like, we were just talking about how there's just, like, more options out there now. It's nice to see, like, Temtem, like, somebody finally made, like, a half-assed decent Pokemon-style game. Um, and there just haven't been that any of those or at least hardly any of those um, there there definitely hasn't been much in the way of anything that like there had been like we were talking about it before there are other pokemon style games like you know dragon quest monsters but let's be honest there hasn't really been any other games that have stepped up to even the same quality yeah of a pokemon game um as to where Temtem does, and it looks like Kobe, Cozy Grove has definitely stepped up to being like an Animal Crossing quality game. Yeah. Um, so it's good to see. I'm I'm happy. I'm definitely going to pick it up and play it sometime soon. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's funny too because like you look at games like we were just talking about how there were like trends of video games where you get like a million battle royales, and like you know another one there there just haven't been any other monster hunter style games really other than like, what is it? I think code vein. Oh no. What was the one that we were playing um, before? Um, but then there's dauntless dauntless. Yeah. And like, granted that game has its issues and they've totally taken that in a weird direction now that I don't agree with at all. Um, 
but they have a hundred percent like made a quality monster hunting game. Um, and there's just like there's really nothing out there other than Code Vein, which is like ultra anime weeb shit. Um, and that's great if you're into it, but it's also not even the same as Monster Hunter in a lot of ways. It's it's a pretty different game too. So like Dauntless coming out and giving people something a little more arcadey than Monster Hunter is, um, is nice. Like you've got some choices. Like oh, I I want to go and fight a big monster, but maybe I don't want to have to figure out you know trapping and potions and weapon combos and well, and I think that's why we need more more games that emulate some of the more popular formulas that nobody's touching. Um, because like I like Animal Crossing. And I feel like the formula hasn't changed that much. A New Horizons definitely went above and beyond, I think, all the other games that have come out so far. Um, but without there being any real competition in the market, it's only ever going to get so good. And, like, Monster Hunter... What was the one that I played with you? Monster Hunter World? Yeah. Monster Hunter World seemed like it tried to go above and beyond uh, the other Monster Hunter games that were there. Yeah, it, it really changed the formula. And that's great. But without there really being any other Monster Hunter games on the market, without there being other people experimenting with what else can this game be, I feel like Monster Hunter is never going to be the kind of game that I'm going to like. I didn't really like Monster Hunter World. And that's not to say that game was bad. That's And I've told you several times off stream, I really want to like that game. Yeah, it's a really cool game. I, ju- I just don't. It's kind of like Path of Exile. Like it's it's definitely got that like level of arcane like knowledge that you have to absorb through like you know it used to be strategy guides and now you have to get that info from like YouTube and Twitch and other people. Um, whereas like you know Dauntless, you can kind of just get in there and figure that shit out and make it work. Like you can go and fight the toughest monsters in that game without really knowing a damn thing about what you're doing and do pretty okay. Whereas like monster hunter, you're going to slam your fucking face into a wall. Well, not only that, but like, I just don't like monster hunter. I look at the games and I look at what the games have to offer and everything about it. I'm like, I really want to like that game. And then I I'll play them and every monster hunter game I've ever played. I'm like, this is horrible. I hate this. Yeah. And so when you try to get me to play Dauntless. I'm like, I don't want anything to do with that. I don't like Monster Hunters or Monster Hunting games because the only one I played is Monster Hunter and I fucking hate it. And although I'm not a big fan of Dauntless, I played quite a bit of it. It was a lot more accessible. Yeah, it was a lot more accessible because it did some things that I think brought in that, you know, a newer audience because it changed up some of what Monster Hunter hasn't changed up and maybe shouldn't. Maybe like that formula is there for that audience. Yeah, for I, I think it's fine to have both things. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a reason people play Diablo instead of Path of Exile a lot of the time. Like, it's a lot more arcadey and a lot easier to wrap your head around. And just but, it has a little bit different feel to it. But I'm also hoping that because Path of Exile did so well, that when they make the next Diablo they're going to look at some of that and be oh, like, they totally maybe, did. maybe we should put some of that in our game because this game did so well. Um, and and you, I'm hoping, you know, you might for... like, uh, it, that kind of goes both ways. Like you might like path of exile Two a little bit more 
because it it kind of takes a little bit out of the Diablo book with uh, weapon skills. So now, like you know, certain weapons have different attack patterns. And um, and and I told you, like when it comes out, I can't wait to try it. Yeah, and again, you know, just like Dauntless, it's free. You can try it out, and if you love it, great. You can play thousand like I did. I played a thousand hours of Path of Exile before I spent a penny on it, and then I spent twenty bucks, and I never needed to spend another dime. And now, like three thousand plus hours in, I gave them like sixty bucks because I was like, I want my characters to look cool from the get go, and I have played like literally three or four thousand hours of your game for twenty dollars and i don't feel bad about giving you some money at this point yeah like you know it's nice that people have the ability to go and play a game and find out if they like it and then be like okay now i'll invest a little bit and i get it that's not feasible for every every game um but it it is a nice nice little thing to tell you what i i like that uh, I, I guess business model more than I like a lot of the other business models that are out there right now. I'm I'm looking yeah. at UEA. Um, and so so I, I feel the same way about like ESO as well because like that's a game where like technically you can play for free, but I feel like playing that game for free is a pretty bad experience. Um, because they've really set it up to only work well if you're paying them. And Star Wars The Old Republic is kind of the same way, where they're like, yeah, you can play, I guess, but you're really going to kind of hate it. Well, you're the only struggle reason struggle with, like, inventory, basically. Well, and that's that's the thing I hate about those games, and, and I, I get that they're trying to do, they, they want to have some incentive to, to spend money, but, like, ESO's got plenty of incentive to spend the money, right? Like, yeah. there's a bunch of different uh, expansions and shit like that. And, like, if you really want to, like, if you've got nothing to do for a weekend, you can play through at least, you know, the core story and do dungeons and shit like that in ESO. And then if you really want to keep enjoying the game, you do have to buy the expansions. I don't have a problem with that. But a lot of that game... That's a legit, like, great story game. Like, if you want to talk about MMOs with really good story, like, I had such a great time just going and, like, doing side quests. Like a lot of them end up basically being a fetch quest, but it didn't feel like it. Like it's a the voice acting. Yeah. It was just way more interesting. Uh, um, but, but then they, they lock the ability to really be able to do crafting. Yeah. And that's a problem right. to me. And it was the same. It's even worse with the old Republic. The old Republic oh, yeah. has, I think the shittiest idea of any MMO I've ever heard of, which is, uh, we're not going to let you like run or even walk faster unless you pay for the game. Right. Um, look, it's star Wars. It's not like you're messing with a new IP. If I'm going to play this game, I'll pay five extra dollars to play a Twi'lek or something. You don't need to put running behind a paywall. That's fucking stupid. Stop, stop. Like path of exile. You can argue they don't give you enough stash space but only if you don't understand that you don't need to pick up every single item. Um, I mean, I still pick up every single item and you can still get to like, you can vendor them and still have plenty of, of you know, as to where like, if you spend a couple of hours in ESO, ESO is kind of do every, everything and anything you want. 
So why not do everything? And if you try to enjoy everything the game has, the game will cold stop you and be like, no, pay us. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, like, I I really like what games like Path of Exile have done where they're like, hey, if you like our game, support it and buy some cosmetics. Like, Warframe is another one that's pretty similar. Like, yeah, some stuff is, you know, a little bit locked behind a paywall. But really, they give you a great way to get around that. You can absolutely go play that game and earn the real money currency by just playing the game and trading with players. Well, ESO, you can't do that. Dead by Daylight does the same thing. Um, Because you can buy Dead Dead by Daylight pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, and then the incentive is, well, we want you to buy the DLC, and the DLC just has new characters, right. um, and they've got their own abilities and all that. You could, however, play that game and do all the challenges for hours and hours and hours like me and my sister do, and then just unlock all the new characters the moment the DLC comes out, because you saved up enough money in-game currency to just go ahead and... Same thing. Yeah, and, and I'm... I'm a big fan of that, and even still, even with that ability, I've still spent extra money on DLC for that game, so. And then they've got cosmetics on top of that, which, you know, if you've got to look at this, you know, usually you pick, like, one character. Like, the survivors in that game, once you start getting all the teachable perks and leveling up your characters, it really comes down to every character's the same. Pick the one you like that looks the best to you. Mm-hmm. And dump all of your time into that character, which is exactly what I've done. But because I've looked at that character so much, yeah, I absolutely spent like ten bucks to just make him look better. Yeah, I'm mean, looking at him all the time, <laughs> like. And that that's like one of the funny things to me with games like Destiny, like first person shooters, where they have a lot of cosmetics, and you can purchase those cosmetics, but you really never see those things except for like when yeah. you're logging into the game. Yeah. Um, like, that's always a weird thing to me, too. Like, cosmetics in first person games are just kind of like, what? Like, maybe your cosmetics should be like hand models. <laughs> like, because that's kind of all you ever see. Um, you know, at least in like No Man's Sky, like, you're not purchasing things with real money, but like, you know, you can play that game in third person or first person. Um, right. At, at yeah, least it gives you a way to see your character. Yeah. Um but yeah, that that always cracked me up when, you know, people, you know, spend $50 on a cosmetic for a a first person game and they never really even see that. So what you're saying is I'm going to spend 20 bucks on a skin so that everybody else can see that I spent 20 bucks on a skin. Um and Valorant is kind of the same thing. We're like you know, at least they're putting out like, you know, gun skins and stuff um, that you actually see. But like, you can definitely spend a ton of money on cosmetics for something you never see. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things I like about Path of Exiles microtransactions as well um, is they have like cosmetics for everything. So you can change the way your skills look. So, for example, I got a random uh, mystery box where it's just like a blind box um, for spending. If you spent one of the real money currency, you got a free box. So I went and 
picked up the stash tab or something I wanted anyway. Um, and I got a mystery box and it gave me the, uh, or no, I, I bought the thing I wanted and got the mystery box. And that also gave me a thing I wanted. So the thing I bought, there's a skill called summon raging spirit, which you summon a flaming skull that goes and attacks your enemies. And the skin I got for that skill is it is now summon raging bees. So now I summon <laughs> swarms of bees to go attack my enemies. It's so good. Which great. Yeah. Fantastic. Like I, I love that they do stuff like that. And there's one where like, you know, instead of sending out like, you know, magic missile, you shoot out like an ethereal cat. <laughs> <laughs> like they have some really, really funny skins. Um, but they still look cool. You know, like they're kind of a joke skin, but it's still cool. Like they still okay. made it look nice. Speaking of jokes, there's a thing we need to make an absolute standard in all video games. And Overwatch is is where I've seen this, okay? They do this thing like once a year, and we just passed them not long ago, where for like a week or something like that, every character in the game has googly eyes. Yeah. And yeah. I want that in every video. We, we need to start it's a like, new video uh, game holiday where every game does that. It's like big head mode and paintball mode and 007. Yeah, but googly eyes are hilarious. I, yeah, I died are. a lot during that event for the stupidest reasons. Because, like, I remember, like, I was, you know, I'm sitting there playing and uh, the enemy Hanzo uses his ultimate and shoots the dragon at me. And the dragon had googly eyes. Oh, that's amazing. And I didn't move because I was laughing so hard at the giant googly eyed dragon that was flying towards me and it killed me. And I was like, I'm still laughing too hard to care. (laughs) Yeah. It it just makes everything more enjoyable. It does. Uh, And I'm fine with only doing it like once a year, but can we please start putting this in every game? I want to see this in everything. Oh, man. Um, I'm trying to think. I know there was like one other game I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, oh, so I wanted to talk about the GeForce experience thing. Oh, right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm taking a five day trip to, uh, Spokane, Washington for my sister-in-law's wedding. And we won't get into how infuriating it is that that's even happening, but setting that aside, um, I was like, man, I I don't really want to take my laptop and like, I don't want to use my wife's tablet because like it's hers. And like, I don't know, like I I prefer to just have my own thing um, and not be like, Hey, I want to use this. So you can't use it right now. Like, I hate that. Yeah. Um, And I want to have like something a little more than a cell phone available. If I need to like change my flights or do something on the internet, Um, so I, I started looking into like tablets and like prices and what's worth buying and should you get an expensive one? And the answer to that is no, just buy a gaming laptop because you're looking at like a couple hundred dollars difference for like something a hundred times better. Um, but I don't really want another laptop because I'm going to build a new desktop pretty soon that would be cheaper than buying a laptop and be better. Um, so that just doesn't make sense financially or for my use case. Um, and then I was like, I have it on my phone cause I got it when I bought my 3060 TI, they gave me a year of GeForce experience for free. 
um, or like six months or something. But I was like, oh, I haven't even checked that out. I should look because like you can just play a, any video game you own that's on their service with a controller on any device that has GeForce experience. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I can do that with a tablet. So I realized my wife has a Kindle Fire 10 tablet, which is like the 10 inch tablet. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really like everything about it, except that it doesn't run on the Google Play Store. It only has the Amazon store. And the biggest letdown there, aside from not having the G-Sports experience, is it doesn't even, you can't even just natively download YouTube on a Kindle tablet. Which is fucking stupid. That is um, pretty stupid. Like, they're not really a competitor. Like, I get it. It's Google versus Amazon. But, like, I'm sorry, Amazon. You you don't have a competitor to YouTube. Like, your your Prime video is not anything close. It's not the same thing. Anyway, <clears throat> I realized I had sideloaded... Uh, the Play Store into a, a tablet, the same tablet for a job I had so that they could use their print software on those tablets because the, the Kindle Fires are like the best value for hardware. So you get like the best hardware in your tablet for the cheapest price. It's like basically the Kindle tablet I got is 140 bucks versus the equivalent model of Samsung tablet, which is $275 for like equivalent hardware and screen. Um, and the Kindle has a little better screen on it, I believe too. So I was like, I'm going to test that shit. So I went and sideloaded, um, the Google play store onto my wife's tablet and it worked fucking perfect. And GeForce experience works great. Um, so the GeForce experience itself is actually really, really good. Like you definitely need like, okay. Wi-Fi. Like it needs to at least be like a solid connection because it is streaming the game from their servers. Like stadia does, but it does it way better. Um, and it has, I think I have 97 games available. Um, unfortunately it doesn't have monster hunter, which is the one I wanted to play. Um, but like, any game that I own on Steam that's on GeForce Experience, I can just play, which is really fucking cool. Um, so, like, if I wanted to, I could, like, play The Division, or if I bought Outriders on Steam, I could play that on the tablet as well. And, like, I can just use my Xbox controller because it hooks up through Bluetooth. Um, so that's a really cool service. So I went and actually, like, played some games, and I could not tell that it was streaming. Like it, it just played exactly like a game on my PC or on my Xbox. Um, you know, no lag issues, no like hitching or anything. It worked really, really fucking well. Um, I would highly recommend that to people that like travel because it totally works on my phone. Like I played No Man's Sky on my phone with a controller and it worked perfectly fine. Um, it just sounds so weird. It's just this. I'm I'm still in that place where I'm like that's just not something that I want. Like I, I guess it's really cool that we can do that, but like I don't necessarily want to do that on my phone, which is why I was like I want a tablet to do that because like it's got a big enough screen that it's basically a laptop screen. Um, sure. 
and I can totally just like, you know, play whatever, you know, action RPG or platformer or something. I was like, I, I could go play destiny on that thing and do PVP and it would be totally fine. Um, and it, you're getting like, you can play, if you pay them, you can play all the way up to like 4k resolution, um, at 60 FPS because it's streaming on like super beefy servers. So it's pretty cool. Um, and it's not expensive. Like you can play for free, but it limits your sessions to like an hour, I think. And only up to 1080p 60, which it still is not bad. It's great. Yeah. For free. Um, and then, you know, obviously if you pay them, I think it's like five bucks a month or something. It's like, I want to say it's like 60 bucks a year if you do a year. Um, or if you buy a 3060 card or a 30 series card, you get it for free apparently. Um, so that, that was pretty cool. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out exactly what game. Let me look real quick here. I can give you like some of the actual highlights of games that are available on there. Um, I might play Stardew Valley actually. Um, cause I've been wanting to play more of that. Um, you can play in 4k. What are you going to play a uh, pixel game? Yeah. On my 1080p, uh, laptop or tablet. <laughs> um, but it's cool. They give you the option. Like if, like I could sure, plug in, <laughs> I could plug in like a Chromecast into a TV and play it on there though. Like that's, if you, if you want to play Xbox games, so to speak, but you don't want to buy a, a um, Xbox series X, you could totally just do that instead. Um, but I have all the Assassin's Creed games, Counter-Strike, which I'm not playing with a controller. I, I might do Cyberpunk, honestly. Like, that's an option. Uh, Deus Ex is on there, Destiny, The Division. I could play Elite Dangerous, the Far Cry games. You could play Eve with a controller. That would be horrific. Um Playing Eve or playing Eve with a controller? Because I think it's yes. like either way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll probably play some Gunfire Reborn. That seems perfect for that. There you go. Um, Hard Space Shipbreaker, which would be great. Uh, Monster Train, which would work phenomenal. Um, no Man's Sky is perfectly fine with a controller. Like That would be totally fun to play on there. Um, I can play not, Paladins. Not a lot of need for like pinpoint accuracy in, in No Man's yeah. Sky. Um, the portal games that would work fine. Raft yeah. Rift is on there. I don't know how you're playing that with a controller. Um, Rocket League that would be perfect. Um, Saints Row, South Park games, Star Trek Online, Battlefront, Stardew Star Valley. Trek Online with a controller sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, any MMO like Titan Quest and Path of Exile are on there, but I've tried with a controller and it's a disaster. Um, Torchlight, Trine, Tropico, Warframe would work fucking perfectly. Um, World of Warships would probably be okay. Um, The Witcher games, and that's like pretty much it, what I have access to. But like, there's a lot more than what I listed, but those are just like the ones that I'm seeing like as a highlight. And I know you can hook up other services. I've only hooked up Steam. I think you can hook up Ubisoft, but most of my Ubi games are through Steam anyway. Um, and they have a bunch of games on here too, like that aren't in my library that I can 
it gives you the option like purchase or sync to another store to get access. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, there's, it's a really, really good service. Like it's, it's basically stadia, but not fucking broken. Um, cause stadia, you can't hook up an existing account. You have to like purchase the games on their platform like steam going on with that anyway is stadia still alive yeah yeah they're not gonna kill it i think they're probably gonna turn it into something else but yeah it's still there they're adding you get like if you subscribe to that which it's not terrible like i guess if like you travel a lot and you have access to decent wi-fi it's not a bad option i guess um because they're adding like a couple of free games every month um, it's basically like having old um, Xbox Live Gold where you get like two or three free games a month um, and you get to keep those. So I don't know. It's not the worst. If you just want something, if you're just playing, if you don't really care what you're playing, you just need something to play. Um, like that's I not a bad I'm option. I'm just like, I know a shit ton of gamers and I legitimately don't know anyone that's even considered buying a Stadia, let alone actually owns one. Like, the best use case I could think of is, like, somebody that's, like, really into playing, like, Destiny or really into playing, like, the Madden or sports game of the year. And they travel like they're, you know, like a constantly traveling business person or something. Um, You could totally just, like, you know, hook that up on a tablet or on a hotel TV and just plug it in and play and you don't need to carry around an Xbox or something. Like, that seems okay. Um, but that's like literally the only scenario I can think of you would need that because like everybody else that plays games either has a PC or a console already. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying before. I didn't really know what their, I I, I didn't know what their market even was. I, I think they're, I think they mistakenly targeted a market that doesn't really exist. I think they were targeting people that wanted to play games in 4k but don't have a computer capable of playing games in 4k 60 and it turns out most people don't care or have a monitor that even does that i think they really thought a lot of people were just going to use their chromecast and then start buying games on their game store but everybody was like but i already have an xbox and i bought the game there so i'm not going to pay you again well, especially when you have stuff like Game Pass, where it's just like, yeah, I already own like all those, like everything is on Game Pass now, and they're making even more things for Game Pass. I already own it on Xbox. Wh- why? Yeah. I don't know. And it seems like I can, I'm trying to find legit numbers, but like I don't think Stadia even sells as well as like a lot of AAA games sell. No, it it totally failed. Like it's it is a complete disaster. Um and honestly, I feel like the problem like it works perfectly fine. I tried it out and it works perfectly fine. The only issue is you typically don't have very reliable Wi-Fi in a hotel. Yeah, and I've been I did a lot of traveling in my last job and yeah. uh I never had good... I was lucky if I could play Pokemon Go on my phone, so, like... Yeah, like, a lot of the time, they'd even just make you pay for Wi-Fi that still wasn't worth using. Um, 
but like the fact that they're not letting people use existing libraries of games makes that a dead service because no one wants to go and buy a $60 game that they already own again, just so they can play it like once a month, maybe when they're traveling in the best case scenario. Um, like I, I get what they were going for, but I think they just imagined a market that wasn't actually what they thought it was. Well, and like, and so like I'm reading this thing now and I, I have a feeling those people just have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Like there's a report out that they, the user targets they were trying to hit. And this report comes from like late February this year was like, they missed their target by hundreds of thousands. Mm-hmm. Like it is a massive failure. And the, dev team's argument is they wanted a a beta period and i'm like yeah i don't think that was the problem though no you you didn't have a market i don't know they have a core problem yes of not having a market yeah a beta period wasn't going to change that yeah they they developed a a fork in a world where everything was pudding (laughs) 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 i like that like this seems perfectly adequate for its job. Unfortunately, there's no use for this tool. <laughs> like, yes, that's an excellent torch you've crafted, but everything here is underwater. Like, <laughs> like that's that's a great looking torch, but we have no use for that, sir. Well, and look, I know Google and Amazon are competing to see who can control the world first. Um, but I really wish they would stay out of certain things because they're both trying to really get into the video game market. And like Amazon had their blunder with trying to create Lumberyard, their own creation engine, which uh, it's fucking awful. It's probably the worst engine, you know, on the market. I mean, people are making better games and having an easier time making games with like RPG maker. (laughs) RPG Maker, like <laughs> yeah. RPG Maker, is selling more copies of games on Steam than like anyone's even trying to use Lumberyard for. Like, get out of here! Yeah, and like, it's just kind of. I, I feel like you're you're hitting the mark though. Like they they basically made a thing that I don't think they realize they shouldn't even be making. And then NVIDIA just kind of nonchalantly releases this thing. Like, nobody's really talking about GeForce now. Um, And the thing that reminded me of it is one of the streamers I watch did their paid um, Outriders stream from GeForce Now. Like, they did it on their computer just to showcase, like, hey, this just works. Like, if you have a crappy computer and you want to play the new game... You can buy the game, even if your crappy computer can't run it, and run it at like the highest resolution your monitor lets you. Um, perfectly fine, which is a really good um, option right now because that, a lot of people, weird. a lot of people, like they they even have the money. Let's say, um, but good luck buying the new parts. But they can't. Computer. Yeah, you can't buy any upgrade parts right now. So it's a perfectly viable option to say, fuck it, I'll drop 50 or 60 bucks on a year subscription to GeForce Now and I'll buy a 4K monitor and I can stream this game and play this game through GeForce 
and it works fucking great. Like you can literally basically buy one of their, you can rent one of their supercomputers to play your game. And then when you're done, you still own the game because you were just playing the game that you already owned. Yeah. Well, I think the big, I think the big difference there though is like, if you're talking about general assets, like, you know, with Amazon or Google with most things, like if you just have enough money, you can like run that market. But creative markets like video games don't work that way. Right. Um, you can throw a hundred million dollars at Google Stadia. Um, but just because you're throwing money around doesn't mean there's any passion there. Yeah. That's where like you look at NVIDIA. I mean, NVIDIA realized, hey, if we want to keep selling better graphics cards, pr- probably doing that because we're going for the people that need better graphics. Who needs better graphics? People playing video games. So, like, NVIDIA got into, you know, tying themselves in with video games a long fucking time ago. So, of course, they're going to find people that are passionate about want to make decent video game services as to where I feel like Amazon and Google are just like, yeah, I don't know. We just hired some nerds with high grades from colleges that we like and threw a bunch of money at it, and they should be able to make a good thing, right? It's like, no, not really. Yeah, as it turns out, they picked... They they made something that works perfectly fine, but nobody nobody wants it. You know, it's like it's kind of that thing like selling ice to an Eskimo. Like that's fine in theory and as a a phrase, but realistically, there's not an Eskimo alive that's going to buy ice from you. <laughs> like, yeah, like it. You know, in theory, it makes sense, but you know, this is better ice. Okay, well, I've got. I have no need for more, <laughs> whether or not it's good. All good, thanks. Good, bad, I don't need any more. <laughs> um, you know, this is not Joe Dirt trying to buy some fireworks. <sighs> That's a reference. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a. I, I think it's a market that definitely has, like, viability, and like I've like now that I've used it, like. Even consider like if I didn't have the graphics card and the power supply sitting around to build another computer, I would absolutely get Titus like a cheap laptop and just be like, here, play video games on this with a keyboard and mouse through GeForce experience. Because he could just go and play whatever games I already own and he doesn't need a powerful computer. But like I again I already have those parts laying around. I can do that. Um, but again, like if you're traveling GeForce experience is a better option than stadia because I can use the controllers that I already own. I don't need the stadia controller and I don't need a Chromecast. I can use the devices that I already have and it's free and I don't have to buy any new games. Like it's literally better in every aspect. Like every single thing about it is better. And I don't know this for sure, but I'm assuming they probably didn't even bother to spend nearly as much money as Google did on Stadia. Oh God, no, they spent, I think they probably spent next to nothing on this. Like the development of the app and like the server sync. Cause like Google already had the servers laying around and I mean, Amazon did too, but like Amazon buys server space from Google. So like, Google spent 
a fraction of what uh, Stadia is and made a better service just because it functions better and its core of using games you already own is fundamentally a better service. Well, and you've got all these companies that are like, they see the popularity of something like Steam or Xbox Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we want to corner that market. Yeah, but here's the thing. We don't need more. Right. Um, like you saw the outrage with, say, uh, like Borderlands Shit 3. Full. <laughs> where people were like, well, it's going to be exclusively on the Epic Store for a year. And I'm like, oh, okay, so the real release date for Borderlands 3 is a year from now. Because why would the fuck would we buy it on not Steam where all of our other games are? Right. Like, I realize you want to try and compete with Steam, but also, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, nobody wants that. That's not a thing anybody was asking for. Go away. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a big market. Like honestly, Google and um, or rather, GeForce just kind of like it worked out really well for them, just kind of by accident, I think, with the whole GPU shortage and like all PC part shortage, um, like. They can't even like ship out new trucks that they're building at uh, GMC and Ford because they can't get the chips. Um, like there, there is a silicone shortage. Like they can't build those right now. So there's like entire vehicles built and ready to go, but they're missing the computer. Yeah, now they're just shutting down plants because they're like, well, we, you know, because they've got a huge backlog. They need like one guy to like pop the chip in. Well, and our government's like, hey, let's piss off China more, which is a stupid idea. Yeah. So it's like, well, we can make our own, but the development time is going to take at least a year. Yeah. So good luck for the next year, I guess. Right. We're, we're in a nosedive for a year now. Well, plus um, everyone is getting progressively poor. Like our, val- our currency is getting regularly devalued. Jobs are still shit. and Everyone's unemployed. So I, the idea, like, I don't need the NVIDIA service at all. But if I'm trying to get somebody else that's into gaming, it's like, yeah, I mean, you could just, I, I mean, I guess theoretically at that point, just go buy a cheap laptop from Best Buy, and then you can still play all the new games. Yeah. So like, that's for a the great price, Like, for the price of, like, buying Madden, you can play it on your TV that you already have if you just pop in like a Chromecast, like I think it works with Chromecast as well, which is kind of funny. Um, or no, I, I'm sorry. It's not uh Chromecast. It's the Kindle fire stick and the Roku. Like, I believe you can get GeForce on one of those. Um, but you can like legit just buy the game and a controller and play the game now, like at, at the same level that you would play on the, you know, $500 console. Yeah. And that's pretty good incentive. That's the big thing too, is like with that service, you have to compete with Xbox game pass. And I think that's a hard thing to do. And I think they found the best route to do that in (laughs) is make it so that you can use the shit you already bought. Yeah. 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 Basically. Yeah. So, yeah, and I mean, like, technically, Game Pass kind of has a similar thing where you can stream from your Xbox. So if you've already got one, like, I can play games on my phone from my Xbox. Which yeah. I'm not going to do that, but I could theoretically. 
I mean, it's cool. I mean, I guess it's cool that all these options are out there. Maybe it's just because I'm a PC gamer, and now we're both getting to that age where, like, we're old. Well, you and know? also, this, so it's like, all this was in development things. before everyone was stuck at home, too. Yeah. Like, that kind of throws a wrench into the works. But not everybody's stuck at home. And we're getting to the point where people aren't stuck at home anymore, even though it's turning into a fucking disaster zone where I live. Um, I mean, turning into one here too yeah i mean like eight thousand cases and 20 plus deaths a day again oh no just the people going outside like we were laughing today so anyone that says that our supply like we're not having a supply line shortage problem is a fucking moron oh they're obviously Um, blind and can't read because like it's literally headlines on everything so, so my friend went to she's building her own bus we were just um, talking about that today, actually. Yeah. So my, my friend's building a bus. Like she's she bought an old bus and she's completely refitting it, did redid the entire interior, exterior, all of it, and making it like a mobile home. Um and she needed a lot of uh sealant, just just common everyday sealant to put all over the place. Sorry about that. Um and it's it's something that you should be able to buy from like any auto parts store, right? We went to every single auto parts store in the surrounding three towns near my house. We found one. She bought like six over the past week, so she single handedly bought the entire supply in a three town radius, like just the northern half of our county. It does not exist. Not even Walmart has them. Yeah, uh, no, like I ran it like this. So that seems like something that's like, oh, okay, I can see how there could be a shortage of that. I couldn't buy enchilada sauce for like a month. Yeah, no, it's it's a whole bunch of stuff. I feel like the only things that's <laughs> on the shelves is the stuff that nobody wanted to buy anyway, and it just makes it look like there's stuff. Yeah. Um, but so so we're driving around town, and we're looking for more auto stores to see if anybody has this shit. So we have one main road that goes through the, like, it goes from the northern part of our county to the southern part. It's one long main road that everybody uses. Yeah. And just going from one town to another, there was a massive car accident, I would say, every quarter mile all the way down the road. Yep. Here, too. And, like, it's like people have been in the house for a year, so now that they're going out, everyone forgot how to drive at the same time, and they're all just running into each other. So, like, even though things are opening and I could go outside, I don't want to. Because yeah. I, I legitimately, it's like living in Florida all over again. Like, every time I drive somewhere, somebody almost hits me. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I, I realize this is, like, a little bit, like, I, I'm reaching a bit here, but not really. Um we always have like, you know, foot traffic around our house, like people walking their dogs. Like if we do like a podcast or play a game late to where I'm up to like 2 AM and I go to take the dog out before I go to bed, there will inevitably be someone walking their dog outside at two 30 in the morning. And I'm like, why are you walking your dog at two 30 in the morning? What the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, that's, if I lived in a neighborhood where I could do that, I probably would. And it's called insomnia. But Right. But but <laughs> I'm saying this is like not just like one person. This is like 
a multiple bunch. people. Yeah. Well, and no now, so. now they're like improving the area down by the lake where I live at. And they put a walking path in that goes around the whole lake. And they're trying to like encourage people to go there. And they put like lookout spots with like nice rock and they put swings in and they're like encouraging people to go walk down there. So now I've got fucking cars going down the road like 70 miles an hour in the equivalent of a tiny neighborhood with like tons of kids. And then on top of that, we've got people walking. So we've got like, you know, we went from like having these crazy people walking their dogs in the rain at two thirty in the morning to we've got like droves of people like they're driving in and parking like buses full of people to walk. So like I can't go outside. It's like walking into Walmart. If I walk out my fucking front door and I live like in the middle of nowhere in my town, essentially. Yeah. You don't, you don't live in a place where you think that would be a thing. Yeah, like you would you would expect normal neighborhood traffic of like, you know, Bill's walking his dog and Bob and his kids are walking down the street for some exercise and there's a few bicyclists. Right. Um like that's what we had before. Now we've got like fucking people driving from Chicago and rental properties around the lake. So we've got people going the wrong way cuz it's they turned our our street that goes that runs around the lake they divided it so it's no longer a two-way street now it's a one-way street with a walking path on the other side closer to the lake now everybody that's lived in the area would always go the opposite direction like they kind of made it like the one way probably should have went the other way because now you have to drive through the neighborhoods to get to the other side of the lake rather than just drive around the lake. So now we've got like the actual car traffic driving through the neighborhoods as well. And then like just tonight, like when you were here visiting, we had the same problem, right? Like people driving the wrong way. I saw a cop go the fucking wrong way. And he just went like, he didn't, like no pause, just like went the fucking wrong way down the street. Well, I, I I'm just kind of convinced that the majority of the people in this country might just be retarded. Mm-hmm. Like, let me ask you a question. All right. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much of a pedestrian you generally are, but when you get to a crosswalk, you know how they have the, the sign you've seen the, the, you've seen the digital sign where you have to wait for the, white dude it's got the literal countdown yes and then you and then you cross the street right you've seen that right yeah okay so i'm not retarded that exists because i swear to god i'm the only person that notices it's a thing yeah i use it to know when the the light is going to turn green when i stop at a red light actually yeah okay so like i run into this literally every day but like we were watching this earlier and i just wanted to hit this girl because i feel like she deserved it um, we're near a, a, a mall. It's a, a few towns over and I'm trying to leave the area. And so we're at the light. It's red. I'm stopped. And there's a girl in the corner and she's looking at her phone. Okay. 
And it's while there's the countdown so she can cross the street. She's not crossing the street. She's just standing there. The moment my light turns green and it tells her not to walk, she starts walking across the street. The absolute literal opposite yeah. of what they're supposed to do there. <clears throat> yep. And I'm like, what is, am I retarded? Cause everyone else is doing this. So now I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Like, yeah. I, I Does this work the opposite of how I think this works? Like you're supposed the walk to sign actually means stop. Not the, it's not the hand that tells you not to cross. Like that's, that's not when you're supposed to walk over. Right. Like I'm not crazy here. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're supposed to stop when it's the, the white, uh, like humanoid figure on the, the screen. Right. That that's when right. you're supposed to stop. That's what, that's how it works. It looks right? like they're walking. Oh, oh my God. God. Well, and what drives me even crazier is we have, um, in the town that I grew up, you know, we had the, the transit, the, the train that goes between the County and the city. Mm-hmm. And then we always get the city people in and like, I hate city dwellers. I can't stand city dwellers coming into the County at all because none of them use a crosswalk. Right. They just walk and they don't even like, look, I don't use crosswalks a lot because I don't trust traffic around here, but like, I will at least look and see, Hey, there's no cars here and hurry up and get to the other fucking side of the street. And now you just get people that are like, Oh, look, oncoming traffic. I'm just going to like security guard stroll across the highway. it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, we, we've had, I want to say we've had six people die in the last seven days. Because they were they were just walking across the highway and got hit by a car. Like I don't live in a major city. <laughs> like, <laughs> listen, <laughs> the population should not support these numbers. But like, people don't pay attention. They just they just think they're gonna do whatever the fuck they're gonna do, and the world revolves around them yeah. until a car hits them and they're dead. Like, yeah, pretty much. Like, we also have the issue of people, like, I don't understand how people are this goddamn stupid, but we have, I live near Lake Michigan, which for those that aren't familiar with Great Lakes, it is the ocean without the salt. It will fucking murder you. You give it the slightest opportunity and it will drown your ass. And we have lighthouses that have like these long stone walkways out to like the tip of this long jutting thing where the lighthouse sits to tell boats like, Hey, this is, you know, the entrance to the Marina or Hey, there's, there's ground here. Don't get any closer. Don't Um, run into it. Yeah. It's a lighthouse. It tells you where shit is. So people like to go out there and walk and like, look at the sunset and shit. Right. And yeah, it's super cool. But a lot of the time there's wind, this thing like air blows really quick. Like, I don't know if people are familiar with this because apparently they're fucking stupid as shit. Never heard of this concept. Wind? Yeah, exactly. Call it. Yeah. Um, It's like this invisible force that pushes you. It's a bully. Um, So we get massive waves that then crash against the rocks and splash and the water washes over the rocks to the other side and then goes into the water on the other side. And that gets really violent to the point where it would push like a semi truck 
off of the rocks into the water. These stupid fucking cunts decide they're going to walk out onto the rocks while this is happening. They're seeing it happening. It it is the equivalent of walking into a train at full speed. And yet they do it. (laughs) So we end up with like at least one or two people a month that die from this. And I'm like, this is just, I, I don't know. I, I guess this is like mother nature, like thinning the herd because though, because I keep saying all these car crashes, all these people getting hit by cars, all these people dying of just, I mean, just, just obesity in general, people just dropping dead because they cannot figure out that eating pure laziness, bad idea. Um, and like, I still feel like there's never less people. Well, because because where are all these fucking people coming from? Well, it's because we're making people exponentially faster all the time because the population exponentially increases. Well, then I'm pro climate people kill them exponentially faster at this point. And not only that, but people are living longer because of science. So we have an exponential growth in people and like, we're not even going to get started in the discussion of like elderly people that shouldn't be driving are driving. Like, remember, remember when you were here visiting Yeah, and we drove like a block and almost got hit by two old people. Yep. Like literally at one, one intersection, (laughs) like, (laughs) Just they have no business driving. They don't know what they're doing. They're terrified, but they have to go somewhere because there's no care for those people. Well, I was laughing the other day because I constantly have this problem. Like our road is really busy for absolutely no reason. Like the street that we live on right now, Mm -hmm. no reason for it to be that busy. Like it, it takes it takes you from one main road to another main road for like this town. But, like, it's a really long road, and it's pretty much all residential and schools and churches along the way. Um, And the speed limit's already something like, you know, like fucking 40 or 50 or some stupid shit like that, right? And people just insist on doing, like, 70 or 80. Yeah. And, like, I'll go to leave my house, and people will roll up right behind me, and, like, I'm just getting, like, I just turned out. Like, I'm not immediately going to go from 0 to 80 in a fucking Fiat, all right? Um, and then these people get like really aggressively mad, like get right up on your tail and start honking. And I'm like, first of all, fuck you. I live here. Second of all, what, why are you driving this fast on this road in the first place? Yeah. And third of all, like in the town that I live in, I'm pretty sure the population is 40% cokeheads. Anyway, there's literally nowhere in this town. You have to be in a hurry. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. Yeah, well, like, you I, know where I live. That's important going on. I'm sorry. You know where I live, and, like, you can literally drive to the other side of the town in 10 minutes or less. Same. That's the town that I live in, yeah. <clears throat> and, like, I have the same problem where, like, I turn out onto the main street, and I'll have people, like, tailgating me, and I'm going over the speed limit, like, five miles, ten miles over, and there's a school where you have to slow down to 15 miles an hour and the speed limit's fucking 25. And I usually drive like 30 cause it's hard to fucking drive 25 miles an hour. 
Yeah. And then when it's a school where there's two stop signs and like four crosswalks, like you definitely have to slow down and I'll have people tailgating me. And I'm just like, you fucking moron. Like, what are you doing? Like, where do you think you're going? There's a stoplight like a hundred yards in front of you anyway. And then we have this issue too of like at the end of that street where there's like a four-way intersection for the main road that leads to everywhere else in town. We have a Taco Bell on the left and a McDonald's on the right. Oh, that Taco Bell was a nightmare. Dude, it's so bad. Like they're doing construction there now too. There were literally cars like almost to my house in line for Taco Bell. And I'm like, where do you fucking people live? Like who's going to Taco Bell at like one thirty in the afternoon that you need to sit in a line a mile long, go anywhere else. Like there's 87 Mexican restaurants in town. Pick one. <laughs> like You don't need Taco Bell. <laughs> go get fucking Wendy's. You fucking fat piece of shit. What's wrong with you? This is the thing I really don't understand about our culture at all. Um, because I'm the kind of person where, like, I don't mind getting places slowly. Like, I enjoy driving, mm-hmm. but I hate waiting. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is the exact opposite of literally everybody else. Right. I'm the person that will drive. In, like, if there's a train, rather than stop and wait for the train, I'll take the long way around to avoid the train tracks. Just, just so just I can continue moving. Yes, just because I want to keep moving. Yeah. Like, look, if the speed limit's 30... And there's nobody around like I'll do 20 just because like, you know, whatever. I'm just going to take my time. If it's a nice day out, just like roll down the windows, have a cigar, just enjoy my drive. I don't give a shit. Um, but then if I get to the Taco Bell and there's a line, I'm not going there. You know, <laughs> I don't so, understand. So I need to express a proud father moment. And this is kind of depressing. Um is this something your kid said? Because I love the shit that your kid yeah. said. Yeah. So he knows that, like, I, I buy him a lot of Happy Meals. Because it's, like, one of the few things he'll actually eat. And I would rather have him eat, like, six chicken nuggets than eat, like, a bag of potato chips. Like, I realize they're not great. But at least he's getting some chicken, getting some protein. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a better thing, right? Yeah. I I realize it's not good, okay? I get it. It's not healthy. It's it's not a salad, whatever, but like he, protein. He's also six years old. <laughs> so <laughs> if you don't have kids, you probably don't get get it. But if you got kids, you're like, Yeah, I'm just fucking glad they'll eat something that I buy them. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. I live so, I live with your parents and like yeah, yeah. they would agree with you. <laughs> so he knows he's like, can I have a happy meal? And I'm like, if they're not stupid busy. So a lot of the time when he asks, he's like, he calls it the happy meal store, <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> Cause that's all hey, it is look, to him. When they're, when they're selling Pokemon cards, that's exactly all they are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I definitely bought him two happy meals for Pokemon cards one day. Anyway. I definitely bought myself some happy meals just for Pokemon cards. We talk about. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, yeah, that's not a uh, rare thing, but, um, he, he asked me, he's like, can we, can we get a happy meal if they're not really busy? And I'm like, 
you know what? Yeah, you, you've been really good today. We've, you know, we've gone a lot of places that you don't want to go to. Yes, I will get you a happy meal. And like we drive close and we couldn't go because there was construction. We actually couldn't even turn there. Um, but he looked and there were like cars literally wrapped around the building all the way. Like cars in line were wrapped around all the way to where people were at the window on the other side of the building. And he's like, oh, we're not getting a happy meal. <laughs> I was like, you're right. We're not getting a happy meal. You're right. He's like, why is the happy meal store so busy? And I was like, because people are too lazy to cook their own food. And he's like, why can't they just cook like you? I was like, why can't you just eat? <laughs> he's uh, like and he answered he's like because i like chicken nuggets and i'm like okay fair it's fair enough but so he he got a pizza <laughs> long story <laughs> short <laughs> another healthy well, choice trying to give him something worse but whatever <laughs> oh my god so Okay, we got to wrap this up pretty soon here um, because I got to sleep because I got a shitload to do tomorrow. It's our last night at home before we leave for the uh, airport. We're going to spend the night in Chicago at a hotel so we can park our car there for a week because it's 30 bucks extra for like extended parking at the hotel versus $485 to park our car for five days at the airport which is ridiculous. So I paid $140 for a hotel room which I, to I, park just, my car. I I, I want to understand, like, everyone always tries to make these excuses why prices are the way they are, but, like, I, I don't know how new the airport there has been, like, renovated or whatever, but you're you're literally, it's just concrete on some ground. Not, not recently enough hell? to justify $400 for five what, days. What the fuck are you paying for? I literally, I just, it is paved concrete that I just need to put a car and not move it for a week. What the fuck are you paying for? I don't understand. Yeah. Their, their yacht, I guess, or their own private jet is what you're paying for. So retarded. Like, are we playing, Um, is that how we're paying for planes now is by like charging people off the ass to park a car? And I'm, I'm still hoping we don't die in a fucking fiery plane crash because we have one of those 737 maxes. Well, I, I, I just read that they just took like within the past couple of days, just like took them out of the airports. I, I checked my itinerary today and according to my, my flight plan, we are still on a 737 max on the 14th on our trip from, uh, Denver to Spokane. So that's good. Really, really looking forward to uh, survival in the mountains. Well, fucking, I, I also hope that you guys make it to and from. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, uh, we're getting ready to go on the trip, but um, God, what was it? What was I going to say? I was going to say something. Fuck, I don't remember. Parking your car at the hotel because it's your last night. Um, yeah, we gotta we gotta get everything ready tomorrow. Um, 
Like also it's annoying. I had to measure my, my luggage to make sure that it fit their new requirements of like the dimensions have to add up to less than 65 inches total or some shit. Um, I fucking hate that shit. Like luggage is so annoying. Like if you buy a suitcase, it should automatically meet the requirements of a plane. Like they shouldn't be able to all like every airline has like different size requirements. Like it should always fucking work. If I buy luggage, it should automatically work. Um, yeah. But like I have to test, like make sure my, I, so I ordered a tablet and a case and an SD card that's supposed to be here tomorrow. And I have to install the Google play store on it and download all the stuff for it. Um, and then we got to get haircuts. I tried to buy a dress shirt for the wedding, but our outlet mall, I think is going completely out of business because every store we went in was going out of business and they had literally no shirts and it was a shirt store. <laughs> like I went to a place that sells like dress shirts and they had like five shirts in the whole building and they were like, we're closing in July. And I'm like, what are you just going to sell air? Like hangers? There's nothing in here. What are you selling until July? And I asked them, I was like, are you guys getting more stock? And they're like, no. Would you like a rewards card? And I was like, no. Rewards <laughs> for what? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> like, legitimately, they were like, do you want a rewards card? And I was like, no. I, I love that they still ask questions. Like, like I've been in a couple of stores lately where, like, like GameStop, for instance. Like, I went in there. Ours closed. And it was like, uh, okay, well, do you have, like, any Nintendo DS with any variation? It's like, no, we don't have those. Okay. Do you still have any PSPs? No, we don't have those. Okay. Well, do you have this game that I'm looking for? No, we don't have that. I'm like, okay. But we can order it. Motherfucker, I can too. So I just, like, looked around at, like, you know, some of the, they've got, like, the weird keychains and shirts and all that. So, like, I just kind of looked around at that for a second. And then I'll leave, and like, like the other one worker that's there still is just like, uh, "Did you find everything you were looking for today?" And I was like, "No, I literally found none of the things I was looking for today." And they're like, "Is there any way that we can help you?" I'm like, "I guess go out of business. I don't really know what else. Like, you're wasting yeah. my time by existing and then not having anything for sale. Like, I don't. So, what do you mean? What are you asking me this question for? Are you going to go make it available right now if I complain about it? Like, what are you asking me for? So when I bought my Switch, I went to uh, a Meyer, which is like a grocery store, kind of like Kroger's Target sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I bought a Switch there when they were really, really hard to find during the like height of the pandemic. And... I went to GameStop after that because I was like, oh, I can just pick up a couple of games there. And I was looking for, like, the most common games, like Mario Kart. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I want to buy a couple of uh, games. I just bought a Switch. And they were like, where'd you get a Switch? We haven't had one of those for weeks. And I'm like, I I bought it at the Meijer in the same parking lot that you're in. And they're like, oh, well, we could have ordered one. And I was like, no, you couldn't have because I tried online and it said you can't order one. And he's like, well, we couldn't. But, you know, eventually we'd get one. I was like, okay, I have a Switch. I want this game. 
And he was like, oh, we don't carry games anymore, but we can order them for you. They legitimately had no games in stock. None. Yeah. Yeah. They actually had zero games in stock. They had gotten rid of their entire inventory. And come to find out, my local store in the town that I live in, because this is the next town over, um, my local store closed. Like, they're gone now. They don't exist. They had stock. And instead of sending their stock to the next town over, they sent it back to GameStop warehouses. So the only GameStop that I have is literally you can only buy, like, you know, toys and shirts and shit like you mentioned before. Yeah. Or you can order online and have it shipped to the store instead of your house for some reason and go pick it up. And it's like a week shipping. And they charge you for it. I was like, why do you exist? Like, there, there's no reason to ever go there. I know, I know we've talked about this before, but I love when any store... It's just like, we can order this thing from you. I'm like, so can everybody with the internet, which is everybody. Yeah, I have Amazon Prime. I can have it in a day or two. Like, I did find one store that found a good way around it. So I still like to go to comic book stores all the time. Yeah. And I've had comic book stores be like, well, we can order this comic for you. And then once again, it's like, yes, so I can also do that. So... One of the comic book stores that relocated to the town I grew up in was like, we have a subscription service. And I'm like, cool, how does that work? And I'm just waiting for it to be some stupid shit. And they're like, basically, you tell us what comics you want, and we will order them. Because as a comic book store, we can get them like as soon as they come out, like new comics. And so when the new comic comes out, we'll make sure we have a copy specifically for you. So even if they run out on the shelves, you will have a copy of it. Uh, And then you just come in and buy it. And I'm like, cool, how much does this subscription service cost? And they're like, nothing. If you just come in and buy comics regularly, then you're guaranteed business. So we're just going to make sure we have one for you when the new one's out. And I was like, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Like, I actually really enjoy that. Yeah, they're just, they're they're basically saying like, hey, you're repeat business and we're going to make sure that we have what you want. We, yeah, we realize it's frustrating when you come in and we don't have the thing you want. So you tell us what you want and it's we'll make literally sure. literally the opposite of GameStop. Yeah, it's the literal, <laughs> the literal like, opposite. Like, there, I, I can't wrap my brain around this because it hurts. GameStop has no stock of anything that you actually want to buy, but they have a physical location. Yeah. There's no reason for them to exist any longer. No, there really isn't. Well, and I'm kind of wondering what happens when GameStop finally closes their doors, because even with Steam, like the only reason games were selling for $60 in the first place was because of GameStop. GameStop yeah. had what should have been considered a totally illegal monopoly on the video game retail industry for like a while. Mm-hmm. Um, because even if, if Walmart or Amazon even sold the game, 
they had to sell it for the same price that GameStop was selling it at. Right. So, like, what happens when GameStop doesn't exist anymore? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, the biggest reason I use Steam is because Steam was the one service where they were like, well, we're not selling it physically, so we can sell it for whatever the fuck price we want. Well, and not only that, but game prices have gone up. If you buy a PlayStation 5 game, they're now 70 or $80. They are no longer $60. Well, and that's, you know, why I don't fucking play console games because, like, like I still remember Skyrim when Skyrim first came out. It was like everybody immediately rushed to pay $60 for the console version. And then I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to, like, wait a month. And, up oh, Skyrim's 20 bucks. There we go. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I bought, I went to a GameStop and I bought it because I was living in Arizona at the time. Like, Jesus, I spent a lot of time on that game and PlayStation 3? Yeah, PS3. Um, I bought that, like, right after I had become unemployed in Arizona before we moved back to Indiana. So I bought that game, and I did nothing but play that game for, like, two months because I had nothing to do. Um, And... I remember going to the midnight release because I went in there and they had, it was kind of cool. Like I, I like, I missed the midnight release thing. That was really cool in general. Like just the yeah. vibe of the crowd and everything sitting there talking to all the other people that are there specifically because they're yeah. super excited to play the same thing. You're super excited to play. So like I showed up, like I hadn't pre-ordered anything and I showed up and I was like, Hey, I want to buy Skyrim obviously. And they were like, okay, you can pay now and just wait in line and then show us your receipt and we'll give you a copy. We have more than enough for everybody. Um, and like this like minibus thing pulled up and it was just like a game station with like two gigantic projectors that just like projected on the side of the van thing itself. And you could like play video games outside. So people were just playing like Street Fighter on this van and then you could go inside and they had uh game station set up with PCs. And that was pretty cool. Like that whole vibe was really cool. Like that's what I associate with like GameStop at its best. Um at and then you compare that to now where you walk in and you're like, "Hey, do you have a copy of you know, Call of Duty Black Ops, you know, like the most popular current game or whatever. Pick one." And they're like, no, but we can order it. Okay, I can too. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not why I came to a physical location. You're missing the point. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna. Whatever, I'm not here for a T-shirt and a hat that's on discount, and like a three-year-old copy of the extra legendary collector's edition of Gears of War with a chainsaw gun. Like, I, I don't need that. It's even on sale, it's like $300. So we, we also realized something uh, with the Switch. And we only realized, I only knew about it because of my roommate. Um, was that, like, I would go to GameStop and be like, okay, I need a new, I need new, uh, the new paddles for the the Switch. And they're like, okay, that's gonna, it was like something like fucking 80 bucks or something like that. And I was like, it's too tiny pieces of plastic like it's half the size like both of them together are half the size of an xbox controller 
Yeah. Like how it, fuck it, is it? It's like thirty five cents worth of plastic at the most. Yeah, I was like, "What do you mean it's eighty dollars?" Like that's what it's, and those were like used because they didn't even have new ones. And I'm yeah. like, "Okay." I was like, "Well, I'm not buying that," and I got real pissed off because I wanted some. My roommate's like, "Oh yeah, go to Walmart." I was like, "Okay." I went to Walmart and it was like twenty bucks for the same mm-hmm. thing, but it was new. And I was like, "What the fuck are you people doing?" Like, <laughs> what is that markup? So GameStop exists for parents that don't understand games to buy games as gifts oh man i gamestop is not a store for people that play video games no it is a store for people that know people that play video games i i 100 uh agree with that i could fill up a whole episode talking about stories of when i worked at gamestop Mm -hmm. um but I'll leave it with just this one great story. It was a Christmas season. It was around the time that the Xbox 360 was coming out, I believe. Um, and I had somebody that came in and was like, my son plays video games and I'm trying to buy him, you know, like some new games for his console. And I was like, fantastic. Like, you know, tell me like you know, the gender, the age, what they're generally into. I can definitely find something for you. And they told me, and I'm like, cool, what what system do they have? They're like, I don't know, it's like the Nintendo, like, Game Boy Cube Color Advanced SP or something. And I'm like, well, that's literally every Nintendo product that we sell, so you're going to have to pick one of them. Like, <laughs> right. They're like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, well, do you know what it looks like? They're like, I don't know. I'm like, they literally are all different, even size. You don't know if it's a handheld. Do you know your basic shapes? <laughs> come on here do you know square rectangle circle and she got mad at me because i couldn't help her and i'm like that's like going into a clothing store and being like yeah i'm trying to buy a new outfit for my girlfriend it's like okay well what are you looking for i don't know like a like a shirt blouse dress hoodie i'm like okay well those are all very different clothes you're you're gonna have to i need a pants shirt (laughs) (laughs) Like, are you looking for a jumpsuit with a hood? You're looking, looking for a onesie? Right <laughs> I, need, I need a pants shirt now. <laughs> like, I'm just going to give you a long thread of fabric. Figure it out. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do for you. I want to name this episode, I need a pants shirt. <laughs> I need a pants shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it's getting late. We should probably cut it here. Yeah, we should wrap things up. But yeah, I, I'm gonna go find my pants shirt. <laughs> oh Christ! Well, hopefully we don't uh, die in a fiery plane crash. Um, and so obviously there won't be a show next week unless I don't know something miraculous happens. I wasn't planning on taking a microphone with me. We're only there five days. I mean, I'm I'm also moving at the end of the week, so probably not doing one. I, I think you're probably moving when we get back, so we'll probably like skip a week, unless you like have a super fantastic move. I guess we could do like a weekend episode or something. Yeah, we'll see. Well, not only um, are we doing, uh, not only am I moving this weekend, but then at the end of it, because I can't celebrate 420 proper, um, we're gonna go after I'm done moving on Sunday. Uh, watch the new Mortal Kombat movie, which I'm pretty stoked about. So I'm I'm very excited about that. I want to go see it in theaters. I feel like I shouldn't take my child to that movie. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Just maybe. 
based on the trailers that I've seen. I've not um, even I've not even actually looked to see if any of the theaters around me are even going to be fucking open. They um, are. I, I can tell you they're open. No, no, most of the theaters around me are just still closed. Oh, ours are ours have been open for months. We saw Monster Hunter when that came out, and that was like three months ago. Oh yeah, like most of our major theaters are closed, but like the dollar theater is still open. And I, I, I just want to mention so people don't get pissed at me. We saw that movie and there was no one else in the theater. <laughs> we bought our tickets and made sure that it was a theater with no other seats sold. Um, we were not irresponsible. We were the most responsible. But um, aside from going to see a shitty movie, I guess. Um. Also, not the worst video game movie. Not that shitty. But, um, yeah, we'll we'll probably not do an episode this next week. Um, and we'll try to do one maybe early the following week. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely... I, I think the big thing for me is I'm, real, I'm actually legitimately anxious to see how much uh, gaming I do on this trip. Because, like, the travel, I know I'm obviously going to play a bunch of Switch. Like, we have, like, a two-and-a-half-hour flight and then a two- to three-hour layover for the flight there and the flight back. So it's just enough time to charge the Switch. So I should have, like, nonstop gaming time while I'm on the physical plane. Um. And I, I'm tempted to do like a Monster Hunter Rise speed run and see how far I can get while only playing on the airplane. Cause I think that would be kind of cool. Good luck. Um, and then I'm also tempted to just play some Pokemon and try to grind my way through, uh, Pokemon cause I haven't finished that game. Which you absolutely should cause there's yeah, a lot more. And I enjoy it. Yeah. Like it's fun. Um, but like, uh, so Titus is going to have the 3DS. Ashley has the uh, Switch Lite, and then I have the regular Switch. And I bought the Hori uh, Split Pad Pro. Which, by the way, if you like, I have like weird hands where like I have really, really big palms and not really long fingers. But like. My fingers are not super long. They're too big to fit on the switch to where like I can't hit the buttons properly and hold that thing steady. Um the Split Pad Pro is absolutely fantastic. Like I'm really impressed with that thing. Um I got the Pokemon edition where it's like the electric Pikachu with black and then it's got gold Pikachu shit going on. It's Pretty really cool. cool. Um, which I tried to order through GameStop when it was in stock. And then they were like, I don't know. We don't have stock. We're not going to ship it to you right now. And then I ordered it on Amazon and got it the next day. So <laughs> fuck GameStop, I guess. Um, but I, I, I'm really interested to see how much I actually play while I'm on the trip. Because I feel like I'm either going to be super busy with shit there and like we have plans, like we kind of have a schedule, but there's a lot of downtime that I, I think we aren't anticipating because we have a lot of stuff that's like in the evening. So we've got like whole days. 
So I'm either going to play a bunch of video games or I'm not really going to play any video games at all. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll talk about that when I get back from the trip. But I'm really excited to to kind of test the GeForce Now thing. I'm going to take my Xbox controller and my Switch and kind of see what I end up using more. Because I feel like it's a good way to test something that I normally would not have the ability to test. I have not been on a plane in like 10 years. So we'll see. Well, I mean, good luck uh, and safe travels. Yeah, we'll try not to die. <laughs> so I'll do my With best. Have. Yes, I, I will try my best to not die on an airplane. Um, but yeah, we will see you guys in like two weeks, I guess. Have a, have a couple weeks. Bye. <laughs>